0: Uh, the podcast where we have special guests. This is Brent. And I'm Peyton,
1: and this is Eric Young.
0: Yeah. So Eric is my uh, my employer. He's a great man. He's very smart, and he was listening to our last episode about the bringing your own devices, and he had a lot to say on it. So I figured, yeah, why, why not just come onto the show? So he's he's with us for that, but you know, he'll be he'll be hanging around. We actually have a little bit more to talk about this episode, because there's been a lot of crazy things happening in the news. Not a lot. There's there's been worse, but (laughs) there's definitely some interesting stuff this time. So I'm gonna switch over right to Payton for that. Go ahead,
2: Payton. You know, just to comment on what you said that he's a great man. You kind of have to say those things because he's your boss. You know, (laughs) just saying. Uh, But this is Payton with the news. How you doing? Wait,
0: I almost forgot, Payton. I almost forgot. What are you drinking?
2: You know what? I'm I'm coming down from a cold right now, so I've got water. It's boring, <laughs> I know, but that's what I'm sipping on tonight. Uh, normally, I would have my Buckeye vodka. I've got a giant bottle of that for mm-hmm. my good buddy Yano, but uh, right now I just got some water, so that's what I'm having tonight. What are you having, Brent?
0: I'm drinking La Columne Distillery's different Drum. It's a it's a rum made in Pennsylvania. Uh, it Ooh. says it's a rum for the bourbon drinker, and I normally drink bourbon, but like it's of got, a, they brew it like with coffee and everything. So I'm oh. not a coffee drinker anymore. Yeah, it's it's got a really fantastic taste, and I'm probably going to be blitzed by the time we're done recording. <laughs> Are you drinking anything, Eric? Just <clears throat> water. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry, I, I need to
2: I need to apologize for the coughs. Hopefully, Aaron can clean those up a little bit for me. Here I am with the news so we have weave is at it again he printed printed a shit ton of racist stuff to internet exposed routers that he found with Shodan It looks like he did anti-semitic messages and some other terrible terrible things. he mostly hit uh, US universities this sucks this is really terrible. We have iOS 9.3. We've got iOS locking up with certain links. That's iOS 9.3. When certain links are clicked. It is just a soft brick. So a restore will fix things until you click that link again. Uh, We have a DDoS on Swedish government media. That's fantastic. Way to go, guys. And then we have AT&T defeating a class action lawsuit in their unlimited data throttling case. That's terrible news. Terrible, terrible, terrible news. If you had unlimited data, of course, it was you had a certain amount of gigs that you could use at top speed, and then you were restricted to roughly dial-up speeds. Uh, Edge, in this case, would be, what is it, 148 kilobits, maybe a little bit more than that, that you would get for download and upload speeds. And so obviously that would be very slow browsing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was their definition of unlimited. And I put air quotes mm-hmm. around that. And our last bit of news, Microsoft reopened their AI Taybot. We, of course, know that as the Nazi-spewing or Nazi-loving, racist-spewing, Trump-voting bot that Microsoft released. So they had to shut that down, not just once, but twice now.
0: Do you think they got Weave to code it?
2: You know, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Um, so everyone, in at least in the InfoSec community, is familiar with the name Weave. He got himself arrested, oh, I don't know, maybe, I want to say eight years ago for basically compromising AT&T servers and releasing billing information. This is a, this is a little different though because these were like publicly available. He didn't have to actually compromise anything. It was they just found them on Shodan. They were publicly available printers. So, let that I guess I was I was telling Eric earlier um is stupid as as this whole thing is um, at least there's a silver lining to the cloud. And it's like, hey, maybe, you know, you should lock down your printers and not put them on the
1: Internet. <laughs>
0: you got to VPN that shit.
2: Generally a good idea. Right. You know, generally right. Generally a good idea.
0: I would, I would say so, certainly.
1: This is just a bad guy. Just to comment more about him than his mm. actions. He, he's a black hat. Just a bad guy and, and uh, not somebody that, that you want to mess with. Yeah. So get, yeah, get your printers offline, don't use cloud print, don't use remote printing. Take
2: I, I've never been really that impressed with cloud, with cloud printing or remote printing. Yeah, that's great. Let me print out something that I have to now wait to go home with to then pick up, you know. If I'm printing something, I need it then, not later. Or if you're like, if you're
0: working from like remotely out of the office and you need something printed for someone in the office... That's what that's what Cups over VPN is for, you know. Like, don't just don't. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right. I can't. Like, I, I just. It's mind blowing to me.
2: Boggling.
0: But whatever. We're gonna we're gonna move on. I feel like there was something else I wanted to say. Nope, it's gone. Totally gone. <laughs> oh, I remember now. Uh, the the data throttling thing that was actually earlier in the month. That was on the fourteenth. And we're recording this on the 30th, which means it won't be out until, like, another week and a half. But, yeah, so that's that's old news at this point. It's, what, three weeks? Right about. Between, yeah, about a little bit more than three weeks. So it is old news, but it's definitely worth reporting because it's... We we fought so hard for net neutrality, and I feel like we all just kind of gave up once uh, uh, CISPA didn't pass. And then just kind of mellowed out about the whole thing.
2: Yeah, I, I really think we're we're not doing as much as we could be doing. They're, they're still trying to push things like CISPA and... Mm-hmm. And the, the terrible things that they've been trying to push. They're, they're still trying to push those, just under a different name. Oh, it's not CISP anymore, it's this. and Yeah, and the fast track terrible. passed. The fast track
0: yeah. passed. So yeah. it's it's definitely something to watch out for. So I'm going to move on, because we, we've said pretty much all we can about that, I guess.
2: And all we should say, is we, we don't want to spend too much time uh, making light of someone or, or giving press to someone who isn't deserving of it or is, isn't worthy of it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sure. So the discussion, I I wanted to start off with the redux of the bring your own device, the the revisitation to it, so we can get Eric's comments out. Do you remember some of what you were saying, Eric?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I come from a developer background rather than a um, system administrator or network administrator background. So I have a very different outlook on the comments from, no, season one, episode three. Yep. A lot of the comments you guys were making in there were very well I mean, they were they were they were focused they came from your perspective mm-hmm. uh, from the perspective of, of a system administrator <clears throat> and someone who's trying to protect the company, the people at the company, and those cloud printers you know yeah. uh, <laughs> for sure I've worked at places as a developer where uh, things are locked down as, as everyone has to varying degrees. But a lot of times those are locked down to such extent that it gets in the way of your job. It gets in the way of me doing my job. And I remember times, I've, I've worked at places where things like MSDN would be, msdn.com, and I'm sure that's not even the, the right URL anymore, but the uh, API docs for the uh, Windows SDK would be locked down, or the API docs for the Java, uh, SDK would be locked down, and uh, I need to have access to those to write code <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. regularly. And, um, and and similar sites. I mean, Stack Overflow might be blocked, or the predecessor to Stack Overflow, or SourceForge, and you're trying to get a, a DLL. I know SourceForge is old. Well, is, 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 you know. GitHub isn't really locked <laughs> down, but but the predecessors to those, I can speak to more because that's when I was working at such places. And they get in the way of of your work and and yeah, it's really easy to say, "Oh, well you should have your your manager fighting for you to get those sites open that's great, except if you're working in a company of a hundred thousand people, that doesn't happen overnight. It mm-hmm. could take weeks, and you need that information now, so what are you going to do
2: there's, there's not much you can do, honestly mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh, no, you, there is. You can bring your own device but, <laughs> well, <very laughs> sure but not, not hook it up to not hook it up to the uh, corporate network. Just use your, you know, your your mobile connection. But if you don't have a mobile connection, or you, you can't get a mobile connection from your workplace, then you're a little bit you're out of luck. So mm-hmm. you go to extremes like um, trying to circumvent the the blocks, the resource blocks. And this is where um, this is where we get on my kind of people get on the nerves of system administrators because we're we're thwarting your policies and going around the, the kind of blocks that you um, you have in place, wherever possible.
0: Yeah, and I think I know I've caused plenty of this sort of, if we want to get personal, I hope you don't mind, Eric. I know I've caused this kind of consternation for Eric. The difference is he's my boss now, so he can say, look, like, I know, just do it, and I, I do it, and I try my best to secure it. There's it, it's an interesting dynamic in that sense, where It turns out like, okay, maybe it's all right to to break policy a little bit once in a while because it forces you to get a little creative with how you do it. I'm not going to go into exact specifics for obvious reasons, (laughs) but it happens probably fairly often. And, you know, I I take great joy in it because it it lets me keep that hacker spirit, you know, where it's like, okay, this thing is quote unquote broken. You know, it, it goes against policy. How can I make it conform to a certain expectation of security while still allowing Eric the access he needs? So it's it's definitely interesting in in the sense where all of a sudden like it, it's your your world's turned upside down. Instead of your superiors demanding that you follow policy and the developers which are on like a parallel level with you saying they they need this access, it's sort of flipped, you know, like you you've got this internal need for policy because at the end of the day it, it's still, you know, is your ass on the line. But then uh, like from above you've got like but I really need this thing. So I think if we had more developers really if we had more technically comp- competent people in managerial roles i think there world would be a lot better place but i think if we had more realistic demands placed upon the policy i i think we'd see a lot better improvement in this sort of issue um,
1: and well and i, I mean I, I could a lot of these policies are implemented with automated tools yeah. And somewhat agree with you. I somewhat disagree with you. I think the use of automated tools is a source of a lot of trouble as well. And if people, administrators, put the grunt work in to mm-hmm. maybe do some of this more manually, maybe we wouldn't have as many automated blocks and um, as trouble. I don't know. I don't no, know if that's an, I, answer. That I really actually, an answer. I
0: really I actually do agree with you there. I am kind of old hat in that. You know me. Like, I, I really am not into the DevOps bullshit kind of stuff. So, like ansible and all these hot new shininess like i just don't i have a hard time justifying their use and i think they're a large part of why there's a lot of issues in place back you know way back administrators used to do most if not all of this by hand so you got to to see a lot more flexible policy in that sense where you could still kind of conform but also you got to realize like, Hey, maybe this role is kind of super special. We, we should make some exceptions for it and so on and so forth. So I, I really have to agree with you on that. I think you've actually got a pretty good point there where we have gotten lazy and we shouldn't be lazy it, and not, not developer lazy. You know, it, it's like real lazy, like j lazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that reminds me, j is not with us tonight. He's, <coughs> he's got a previous engagement, unfortunately. Um, so that's not going to stop us from ragging on him, even though he can't defend himself. But it's not going to be as funny when we do. So It just means more.
2: To, it just means more, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I think he makes some really strong points there. Um, there's always, I think, going to be some sort of divide simply because it's different roles. You know, developers are charged with proactive action. And...
1: Uh, yeah, you guys are targeting... See, you're targeting... Developers, HR, mm-hmm. finance or accounting—you're targeting all sorts of departments, most of which I would argue don't have the kind of needs that developers do. Yeah, um, that's very and true. And so you're probably hitting the mark most of the time, but you're missing it with with the development group. And, and you know, a, a classic example—this is not a developer example, but mm-hmm. a classic example that I'm sure you've heard—is the doctor who works at a, a hospital where there's a very strong IT department and filtering and censoring and he tries to do some research on breast cancer and the word breast is targeted as a, as a, a censored word so you can't hit any sites that are related to breast cancer. Um, maybe that's good to block breast for uh, HR and for accounting, <laughs> but it's not good to be blocked for a research doctor at a hospital.
2: Well, to go on to that, that's why you you don't just you don't just blanket ban something. You you create a filter based on who's asking. Sure that makes it a little bit harder to do, but in reality, I mean,
1: how do you, know, you I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, well,
0: you, you can VLAN off and stuff. Um, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously if this computer's going to be assigned to a doctor, tag the the MAC address and you make sure that that MAC address is, is Yeah, okay. Is I, I understand.
1: In, but do institutions in actually do that? <laughs> I mean no. that's that's no, a lot that's, of that's custom I mean. individual yeah. work.
0: Yeah, and that's what I mean. Where where we as ad- admins and engineers have failed on that aspect, where we we've gotten lazy. We'll just say, oh, so that's the policy. We'll just apply it to everyone, even though yeah. we could be more lenient with it in some areas. So yeah, so I, I definitely think like we, the capabilities there. You know, if you can if you can dream it, you can do it. But probably because we've got other things to to handle too. You know, sure. So. There comes to be some sort of breaking point where you're so big where they don't believe in flexibility. I guess for a justifiable reason. Maybe not a good reason, but a justifiable reason. Where you get so big where that, but you actually have the staff that you could pull it off, or you you're so small that you have that amount of flexibility to pull it off, but you don't have the, the man hours to do it. So there's Yeah, I don't know, it's it's a it's a conundrum, I guess. Shouldn't stop you from trying.
2: Yeah, when it comes down to breast tax, I mean you've you've either gotta have the policy in place and you enforce it and if that means that people like Eric have to wait <laughs> two months to be able to do what they need to do, sorry, you know, sorry man. Or you can say, Here's our policy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and you know, because you're a developer, I'm gonna go ahead and put a rush on this and get you approved. Or, you know, you know what, fuck it. The policy doesn't apply to you because you're a developer. You mm-hmm. know, I mean I, you it's either all or nothing
0: in various degrees, yeah.
2: Yeah, you can't really be like gray. Like, you know what, we'll just ban 4chan. Well, <laughs> hold on, you know. You're not doing anything here at this point, you know.
0: I don't know, anyone. I don't I don't think I would want. <laughs> I don't think I would want anybody working for me that would just spend all day on 4chan anyways.
2: That's, uh, that's true. <laughs> that's too that's much memes. Me. <laughs> too
0: many memes for me. I'm too old for that.
2: Sure. Sure. Not that there's anything before before the four chaners get too upset with us, Not that there's anything wrong with four chan inherently. Inherently,
0: I wouldn't understand you. <laughs> I'd feel super left out. I'm like, it, and it's not. I can't think of a valid use case unless you're some kind of like uh, social scientist forever needing access to four chan at work. Though Reddit, on the other hand, I could see a big big value to Reddit. sure.
2: Absolutely, yeah. There's, there's plenty of information on Reddit that, that is certainly legit. You know, hey, by the way, I need to go on our networking or, or uh, you know, there's something on our cisco that I, I really need to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, please unlock it. Well, we can't do that because it's, what? No, you, you know. <laughs> yeah. No.
1: Yeah, and then what if the unlock takes um, a week to get done because yeah. the person responsible for doing the unlocks has a bunch of other work and you're not, you're not going to suddenly rise to the top of his work queue. Um, this is where you get people trying to hack around your, um,
0: Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Absolutely. I definitely agree a hundred percent with that statement. Absolutely.
1: Um, and I've done that many times and, <laughs> yep. and I'm very proud of it. And I'm very glad I did because in some cases I can save a company hundreds of thousands of dollars Mm-hmm. Because I go around someone who is stalling my request for information to help the company.
0: Or, or like, to, to push out a vital patch for a, a critical issue or things like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's I, that's why we said, like, you know, the, the last episode. Uh, really, like, I, I know it's not the reality of it, but let's, let's dream. Let's dare to dream a little. Really make an effort to make things accessible for your users as much as you can. You know... It, yeah, it's, it's not always reality, unfortunately, but again, you know, it really shouldn't stop you from trying. And maybe, maybe after, I don't know, 10 years of everybody trying to do this, we'll see a huge shift. I don't know. It's, it's, it's I guess it's a dream of mine. But
1: I, Well, you did trying. have a good idea. Uh, I forget when we were talking about this, Brent, but you did have an idea about, I, I, I hadn't heard this one before. Instead of blocking things, blocking resources outright up front have things open for the most part Mm -hmm. and then when someone hits a um controversial resource you have that yeah um bubbled up as an alert to the right person
0: yeah flag it log it audit it
1: so 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 don't treat people as if they're guilty without uh, you know Mm -hmm. uh, from the from the get-go give them some leeway and and see what happens
0: yeah i think that was that was an irc last night in our channel but yeah yeah i really think that would be the way to go here because that way you're not, you're not hindering actual progress, and sometimes very critical and, and time-sensitive progress. Absolutely. But you're still able to see, you know, it, it, I, I think you can call it gray listing, right? Because it's not white listing, it's not black listing policy, it's, it's reviewing it, and you're dealing it, at the very least, you're dealing with it on the people level. So I, sure. I guess if you really need to get HR involved, it can happen. But I, that's why I like, I, I simultaneously hate policies and love them because it's, it's good to have a good solid reference to refer to. So you can say, yes, we're compliant with that. No, we're not compliant with that. But at the same time, it just, it, it just totally negates the actual usefulness of what you're trying to do in the first place. Gray listing. Do it. <laughs> see if you can, <laughs> see if you can implement it. I think that I really like the idea.
2: I agree with that. I really do. and You know, if you've got someone you could bring it onto the team, you gotta get up to speed, you can't wait for, you know, two, three, four, six months for them to have access to be able to actually do their job. They're just spinning their wheels at that point, you know? And you're 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 wasting time, you're wasting money with that.
0: The cool thing is a lot of the, the filtering and, and access blocking type stuff, at least for like websites out there, already do this. Dan's Guardian has like a, a gray listing sort of option available. All you would need to do is just email yourself the logs. You know, like it, it the right. The solution's there. We're just not using it. So I think that also plays into the whole system and laziness thing. Sure. The bad kind of laziness. Sure. So I don't know. I, I I, don't really have much else to say on that, really. Did you have anything else, Eric?
1: No. Nope. I think we beat it to death. <laughs>
2: that horse is... Horse is rotten. Put away wet and... Uh, yeah. It stinks. <laughs> it's kind of like j yeah <laughs>
0: You know, I don't know. I, I still have never met Jathan in person yet, so I don't know how he smells.
2: Well, you know, there was that one time over Christmas where we invited him out That's to go right. and drink with us. He, what did he say? Well, he didn't My get back to us family. until like.
0: Yeah, he didn't get back important. to us until like 16 hours later, and like, yeah, family is important, but like, don't wait, don't wait 16 hours to do that. <laughs> you know, be like maybe an hour, be like, nope, sorry, can't.
2: We did a text in the morning saying, hey, let's get together this afternoon, mm-hmm. and like 10 hours later, we heard we heard nothing. I was like, dude, what, what happened? He's like, oh, I, I, my phone died or some. No. No, well, he didn't even say.
0: He says he did. He wasn't looking at his phone because he was with family. And I'm like, you were with your family nonstop. Like you couldn't take five seconds.
2: Like you didn't go in the bathroom to look at Reddit for five <laughs> minutes. You know, I mean, come on. You know, find that hard to believe.
0: R slash gay horse porn. <laughs> he would. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. But I say he would. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what classifies as gay horse for. I don't
2: I really I really wouldn't know either honestly <laughs> we'll have to ask ja that to make sure he uh, just the expert's opinion on that
0: <laughs> there you go oh gosh all right let's let's move on moving so, on last moving night on. Eric told me about this thing it's hilarious uh they're now doing keyless entry with Bluetooth now
1: keyless car entry
0: yeah keyless car entry so
1: because because we already have it for home right (laughs) why not why not let's have it for cars
0: right exactly something mobile that can be stolen anybody who's familiar with our show in fact just last episode i was talking about how wireless is just not secure yeah it's 2016 but there's still horribly insecure weaknesses around it
2: the bluetooth stack especially yeah
0: yeah bluetooth is even worse um because the most you can do is, is put a pin on it, and at that point it's it's just like cracking um, WPS, you know, seconds. So, <laughs> so why why are they thought to do this? And they're really pushing for it, you know. They're they're Volvo's like putting a lot of R and D resources into this and a lot of hype into this. It's like unlock your car with your phone. Why? <laughs>
2: Coming from someone who, who loves stuff like that, I mean, it sounds it sounds like a great idea. You know it's, what, you walk up to your car, you're, it's already unlocked, you just pull mm-hmm. it open. When you walk away, it locks automatically. You've had laptops that have had that feature before, right? Mm-hmm. And how well does that work every single time? It not doesn't, well. it mm-hmm. does not. It's also,
1: by the way, I don't know if you, you read through the article, but it's also not just locking unlocking the door, it's it's right. starting, yeah. starting the car as well mm-hmm. and turning Which, it off.
2: Right, yeah, it, it, the trunk as well too.
1: I mean, car car doors have never been very secure anyway. I right. mean, we've all we've all seen the the AAA guy who shows up with a little <laughs> tool and sticks it down your window and in less than 10 seconds he's in your car. I mean, so I'm, I'm more I'm more concerned about the ignition yeah. starting without a key than the I mean, and I'm sure that's hackable too. I'm not saying it isn't, mm. but this makes it how much more easier does this does this make it?
0: Yeah, I mean, hell, I can Fairly give me a simple. give me a set of jigglers and I can I can have a car door open. You know, it, it's a wafer lock. Most of them. Um,
2: I've uh, I've popped a lock with banding from a a, a pack a pallet mm-hmm. the, the 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 metal banding the, the thin metal yeah. banding. I've locked. I've opened doors with that. Oh, it was like know, it's like a slim jing kind of thing. Like of man, slim slim. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think that the real news here is not unlocking a door, but. Starting, starting the car, car. Yeah. Right. and sure. um, what else is going to be controllable within the car from from the- <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> we've already seen like smart cars getting compromised on the road you know um I'll I'll, yeah. I'll 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 post links to it in the notes
2: wasn't there something about hacking the android uh, hacking android in some of the cars while you're driving on the road
0: oh yeah it's all over now like a a ton of models have exploits out now
1: yeah and on showdown you can find 18 wheelers that Mm are i guess the a lot of the trucking companies install gps devices that are getting more and more uh powerful and can do more and more things i don't know if they're up to breaking the breaking the truck yet or not but uh or or um starting and stopping the truck you can pull up 18 wheelers on showdown today yeah so when are we going to be able, be able to pull up a volvo on not? yeah
0: P- pretty soon according <laughs> to this <laughs> <laughs> well the um the exploits against oh what car was it i want to say it was like a Hummer, but a lot of them use similar similar things you know it, it's way inaccessible over the ipv4 internet You know, or IPv6 rather, sorry. So if you know the address, you're in basically, you know, like...
2: My point was that once you've gained access, starting a car at that point is... Child's play. uh, ...nearly trivial, uh, unless you have some weird Mercedes that has a specially coded key and there's only one other key in the world (laughs) And once you've opened that that lock that car starting it is is almost moot you know you Mm. you've gained access you have access now to their home address you have access now to anything that's in the vehicle uh starting it obviously you know we're more worried about stopping it like mid-driving or whatever but still i mean you gain that access you're 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 in there you know Mm -hmm. yeah i wonder
0: i wonder how long until we start seeing like assassinations based on car exploits oh god like it's 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 simultaneously a little bit funny but also super horrifying and that's why i drive like a 2000 jeep you know because it's not gonna happen there's very i think the most electrical thing in there is the stair the radio that that actually reminds me the the only reason i used to drive like a 98 uh grand cherokee it was broken into at one point they obviously had tried to get away with it you know tried to to drive it away the steering column was all bust it up and and you can tell where they kind of jacked a screwdriver in to try and turn the ignition they they couldn't do it because it it did have like a chip in the key so it it doesn't turn without that particular key sure so that saved my car thankfully but then at the same time like bluetooth is is a step down from that (laughs) we're right we're pushing technology that is less secure than stuff from the the mid to late nineteen eight nineteen nineties. 1990s you know so like where where does the insanity
1: end? Convenience always trumps security. You guys know that. Yeah, kind of sure.
0: <laughs> that's sure. That's true. Absolutely. I
1: you know I have a funny um, tidbit. Uh, I just changed my insurance, my auto insurance from Geico to Liberty Mutual, and mm-hmm. going through the online the application on the phone. They they wanted to do it over the phone for whatever reason. And the guy says to me, "Hey, do you want an extra five percent off your policy?" And I said, "Sure. What 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 do I do? What hoop do I jump through?" Well, we'll just mail you this, um, this device. <laughs> I know where this is going. You, it's an OB, obd 2 device. Mm-hmm. Of course, he mm-hmm. didn't say that because he didn't think I would know what it meant. But we're going to mail you a device and you plug it into your car under your steering wheel and leave it there for, I forget if it was 30 days or, or 60 days. Mm. And, um, and then you mail it back to us. We'll give you five percent off, and I said, "Well, yeah." And what is it going to track? And he said, "Well, it tracks your your speed, your tra- your braking, your all sorts of statistics." I mean, so he was he was very open about what it was going to do. I was I was just uh, amazed. I'd never been I'd never had that kind of offer before. Yeah. I, of course, I said no, but uh, but I'm sure a lot of people say yes. Yeah, to that I, kind um, of tracking.
0: That's been around <clears> for a while. I when I used. Progressive. They had the same thing. I, I think I they offered like like ten percent off my my like every bill, but I would have to leave it in. And I don't know
1: Oh leave it in permit? Well, yeah, and then like I have to send it in every
0: six months, not every month. Um but okay. yeah, for like six months at a time. So if you ever want to have some real fun, <laughs> get yourself an ODB two code scanner and mm-hmm. make sure it supports live diagnostics. Plug it in, drive it around a bit, and watch the screen. well, maybe get someone else to drive around and watch the screen. Uh you'll see. You'll see stuff that you never even knew cars kept track of. Even even way back to like mid-90s cars. With speed, rate of fuel consumption, all, all sorts of just mind-blowing things. And these little devices just sit there and just just snarf all that up. And then they take it back and they read it. I would love to get my hands on one, hook it up to... But those sensors... I have you, one for you. From
1: what you said, sounded like they're wireless. I thought you have to plug the sensor. Oh, no no, these no, no, no. Are, these, are, these are off... Um, these are air-gapped little devices, right?
2: I, I have one that's Bluetooth, actually. It works with an Android device. There are ones that work with the mm-hmm. iPhone, only, with, with, with iPhone, but you have to set them up on a Wi-Fi network and then plug them in. You have to pair them on the network, and then you, when you plug them in, it'll work with your iPhone. The one that I have is Android, so it's Bluetooth, and it works just fine.
0: Oh, I got I to. <laughs> so there's even ones that use, like, a custom network protocol. Where mm-hmm. they they need to be plugged into like a regular TCP/IP network, but then yeah. they they broadcast their own protocol. Do you know what it's called? I, I what a what that network is. It's called a CAN. I, I shit you not, not. <laughs> car area network.
2: <laughs> it's the s- most stupid <laughs> thing.
0: My my uh, <laughs> my <laughs> mechanic friend was telling me about that, and I was like, that is that is the most ridiculous thing in the world. But yeah, so they're, they're out there. There are, yeah, there are Bluetooth enabled ones. I don't like using them because I just. Enjoy I thought when you,
1: Brent, when you said you're drive around with one of these, I thought you were with a scanner. I thought you were, you were saying you're scanning other cars data. <laughs> That's what I thought. you meant. Oh no, no. Now, now I get it.
0: Um, But I, I guess if like there are more prevalent Bluetooth, by the way, guys, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes because uh, it's really fun. But Bluetooth is really easy to, to packet capture. <laughs> it's really, easy. if you're close enough, it's super fun. Obviously, yada yada yada. I'm not a lawyer. Don't do this on your own network. Do this with your for own, your own devices. Yeah,
2: this is for your information only. But
0: it's super fun, and I'll leave it at that. So, so, so get, get the chance to do that sometime.
2: Well, you you've heard about the Wi-Fi hotspots in cars now, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I've I've seen them driving same, on the highway.
2: Same, same, same concept, in my opinion. I mean, it's you know, mm-hmm. you're opening yourself up to be to being compromised potentially. That's why
1: you need a VPN. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's,
0: that's right. It's on my bio page for the podcast, sisminstravia.com biophp I am the systems and network engineer for Foxy Proxy, where the, the company Eric owns. So we specialize in this. Obvious plug is obvious, but I am proud of what we do, and I like what we do. So if you if you feel that you have the need for what we do, by all means. Check us out. I'll I'll post a link in the show notes as well. Obviously, I am peaking so much this episode. I just looked at my uh my equalizer and I'm seeing red marks everywhere. Sorry, Aaron. I'm not.
2: I'm doing good this time. <laughs> it's because we
0: got you to turn your game down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <sighs> Sorry, Aaron. I see it. I know. I know it's there.
2: It's not me. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: basically the story of like the past three episodes. <laughs> AKA since you've been on. Um. Yeah,
2: right. At least Jathan's not pounding away at his keyboard this time. <laughs> oh, I know.
0: It's so nice not he- having to hear that. Donner, let's let's talk about the last one. I I said I was going to put this on the show despite Jython because he's the one that brought it up and he gets the most angry about it. And yet, ironically, in our IRC channel, if you query the bot for Jython, just exclamation point Jython, we have a quote of him praising this. So it's it's kind of hilarious. So there's a thing called Ubuntu BSD, and what that is is the BS the free BSD kernel Ubuntu like desktop environment and i think maybe even user land tacked on top i don't have much to say other than why (laughs) like
2: really yeah yeah like like looks well it's using xfce looks like but
0: yeah it's it's regular old xfce so really i guess it it should be zubuntu bsd still like You've got one great thing, which is the BSD series, and yeah, mm-hmm. we we rag on BSD, especially free BSD, a little bit, but let's not discount it. They're awesome OSs if you if you have a need for them and you like them, right? Uh, and then you've got Linux, which is great. I'm I'm obviously more of a fan of Linux, but not all of our listeners are, and that's okay. You know, it's it's, it's largely preference at that point. And then you've got Ubuntu, which is okay it's, it's it's like linux for dummies if It's a niche <laughs> whatever you know like if, if it's if you jive on it that's your thing but then you've got someone he wants to do this unholy marriage between the two
2: <laughs> like windows and ubuntu
0: speaking of <laughs> speaking of there's a news like out- yeah there's a news item we didn't mention windows is well no it wasn't on the article because i didn't think to add it but yeah right windows is adding bash apparently
2: And other Linux, uh, the ability to run Linux binaries uh, natively in Windows 10. Hey, Microsoft.
1: Really? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. I like I've that. I've got a
0: question for you though, Microsoft. When can Linux users run Windows binaries natively? Never. When are you going to do that for us? Like it's cool that they're kind of like trying to integrate into the open source community finally, but they still really aren't giving much back. They're making it friendlier to integrate into us.
1: So is it going to be any different than GNU tools? You know, I for Windows? I don't
0: know. I, I haven't seen a lot of material on it.
2: Yeah, it just, just came out like today.
0: Yeah, just the hype. I am definitely curious to see where it goes. It's it's not gonna be like Sigwin. I know that. It's gonna be like a an actual compatibility kind of thing.
2: Nothing can really be like Sigwin. <laughs>
0: yeah, true. Um, unless uh I mean wine's technically like Sigwin.
2: Uh yeah, sure.
0: It's just the opposite.
2: But yeah, so I
0: I wanna see where this goes, but at the same time I'm like I'm I'm kinda waiting for Microsoft to give back to the open source community.
2: So that'll be the that'll be the first of never?
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. They have used um the the BSD networking stack because it's the BSD license so they they aren't required to release their own modifications. So they've used the BSD networking stack for years. They might probably still have fragments of the code in there. All sorts of stuff like that, but they just they don't give back. And you know what? Same with same with Apple. Sorry, J-Thon. Mm. but like
2: Don't say sorry to him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, j a Mac user. Eric's a Mac user too, but it's it's just... it is what Not it by is. choice. Yeah, not, not by choice. Not by choice. It is just what it is. So, yeah, the... I, I don't know. Like, yeah, like Apple has released Darwin, which is basically the open source component of... Mac OS X. By the way, don't let anyone ever tell you Mac OS X is FreeBSD. It's not. It's Darwin. Darwin's some kind of unholy abomination between FreeBSD and GNU Mach and all sorts of other mishmash stuff mixed in. Yeah, so don't believe the hype. It's not actually FreeBSD. It just feels a little bit like it under the hood. But anyways, that's that's neither here nor there. But yeah, Apple, the last thing, I, I think we mentioned this on a show earlier too, the last thing I can remember Apple actually contributing back to the open source community was CUPS. And that's it.
2: Oh, thank you so much for that.
0: Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Cups is awesome. I thought
1: Cups was Xerox, wasn't
2: it? I thought it was...
1: We can... I, thought, I thought Xerox did... Xerox um, what was a research institute that they closed. Didn't they close that recently? Oh,
0: yeah. I don't, I don't know. Give me a sec. Xerox Park. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up right now. Developer, Apple Incorporated. So, yeah, it oh, was man. Apple. Really? Apple released something under the GPL? That's highly unlike them. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, like...
2: Well, it was by Michael Sweet. Who owned Easy Software Product. Mm. Uh, he started developing it in ninety seven. First beta appeared in ninety nine and then in February of two thousand seven, Apple Inc. hired chief developer Michael Sweet and purchased the cup source code. So it's not that they released it, it's that they purchased the guy who released it and then or Purchased the guy. <laughs> purchased the, purchased guy. the guy in his software and then said, you know, here's hired, you go. Here's hired is what we say. Purchased, hired. Same
0: difference. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like, they're still like they still kept it open source. They they still release updates for it.
2: That was probably contingent on suites being hired. You know,
0: that's that's a good point. Maybe that'd be that'd be worth some kind of delving into. But yeah, for sure. Like that's that's definitely that's the last thing I can I can remember other than Darwin, which is barely usable by itself that they actually released. So I don't know. Apple get on that. Microsoft get on that. Whatever. <laughs>
2: And of course, now we have to say Gorham at Python. Gorham at Python for, no, for no everything other than you know
0: <laughs> using a Mac and liking yeah, it. There you go, <laughs> and liking it. Yeah, he's got no reason to stay on a Mac, but he still does anyway. So whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it's a it's another short episode, shorter episode even. We're at the forty five minute mark. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm out of things to talk about. Did anyone else have anything to talk about? No. Guess not. <laughs>
2: I I just want to. I just want to say that uh, I used to do a lot of testing for T-Mobile and AT and Mm T, and seeing their their unlimited policies was annoying because they've got the equipment, they've got the ability to run it, and you know they just want to screw over their consumer so much. And I kind of kind of sad to see that they won the class action lawsuit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And what kind of testing did you do for them?
2: uh, Well, three G, three G, four G, and then LTE, and I helped design. Some LTE networks out here on the East Coast. Mm. Very, very limited amount of them, but I, I helped. And I helped. And I helped. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair enough. So with that said, um, I have to fill in for J-Thon and, and talk about the contest. Oh boy. So we're we're getting rid of the T-shirt thing because we still only got like one or two official submissions. I want to actually like offer them a T-shirt anyways because they I'm were the only with ones. That. Yeah, they were only the ones who contributed so it is what it is but the the new contest so i want to hear about the biggest frankly the biggest fuck up you ever did in in a technical <sighs> role
2: i've i've got one i could tell you about it right you now. don't
0: count you get free merch anyways I, what is it
2: so I, I started this job with this company it was uh, called well I, it was an it was an ebay like auction site out in, in, in dallas okay the owner was uh, a friend of my stepfather's, and so I, I got the the job as as his as, as sysadmin, his network. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it comes to pass that they need to do some kind of accounting thing. They have to run QuickBooks, whatever, and they give me the floppy disk mm-hmm. that that their QuickBooks is backed up to. Now this is this is pre like the advent of large capacity flash drives, but still a floppy disk mm-hmm. for your 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 accounting right, right. so somehow some way, this floppy gets corrupted now if you know anything about floppy drives you could breathe on one and it's corrupt so come to find out that this is the only no. backup this is the only version this is only everything of their accounting software for years and I said I said first of all I said well number one why is it on one floppy number two why did you give it to me and not market label it as such Number three, you know, why is this your only copy? You know? So my boss is losing his mind, his his accountant's losing her mind, and I'm like, Look, it was here, I have no idea where it went now. You put me in downstairs in the warehouse, I've I you know, I can't control people who come into my office. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. So that was that was El Numero Uno right there. That's that's probably my biggest fuck up ever. And in reality, if he'd had if we'd had good policies, it wouldn't have happened. So back up, back up, back up. Save your backups. What
0: what became of that?
2: I have no idea because I left because he called me uh he called me a fucking asshole in front of the employees Ooh. for another completely unrelated issue that wasn't. This like was here. your father in law? did I no, get no, that no. right? No, no, no. This was this was the uh, the boss who was friends with my step Oh, okay. 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 So yeah, so so he did that and I said, I'm, I'm out of here. She yeah,
0: yeah. I don't blame you.
2: Not a good working environment for sure.
0: It it certainly sounds like I can remember mine. Mine was at a VPS provider, but we we were kind of, like, super user-friendly, right? A lot of hands-on kind of stuff. We would offer to, to make, you know, DNS records and stuff for people. So Nice. Yeah. So, so kind of like what Leno does, except not automated. <laughs> so, if they wanted a DNS record change, they had to put a ticket in. So, it was late at night, because I was working the late shift, as I am biologically predestined to do, I guess, and some I, I can't remember exactly how it happened. I think it was a misclick. And to this day, this is why I just fucking hate clicky clicky gooey bullshit. So it was it was a some kind of misclick. I wiped out an entire zone. Oh man. It was it was a oh, large man. zone. It was it was like I think something like 1400 records.
2: Oh wow. I didn't
0: have access to the backups because I was I was the only one working and I was still like junior sysadmin. So luckily, I had the records in my browser cache. We were using PowerDNS at that company, and and you know, I, oh I, wow, yeah. So I had the records in my browser cache. <laughs> so I went through and recreated by hand 1,400 DNS records. Wow. Nobody noticed. Holy shit! That was probably my biggest fuck up. So if you think you can beat either Peyton or Eyes. Eric, do you have one you want to share or not?
1: I have to think about it. Typically work that's places with such tight security Mm -hmm. and such, um, such anal, uh, system administrators (laughs) that I don't have a chance to make mistakes like that.
0: I guess that's, that's one, uh, one benefit.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that is. That's a good benefit there. Yeah, it is. Um, I I really feel like you, you almost have to make those mistakes to, to then be able to say, look, I know from experience, if you don't (laughs) back this shit up, it's fucking gone. Yeah. Gone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i guess
0: that'll do it so if you think i have a story that can be mine or Peyton's uh get in touch with
2: us and and in, in case you want to be anonymous um, yeah i mean by all means
0: we can we can say it on the air anonymously for you that's no problem but make sure you let us know who you are so we can get some lick swag out to you this is slash contactphp we have our twitter on our site as well you can you can contact us on twitter you're always welcome to hop in our IRC channel and get in touch with us that way we would love to hear back from you
2: you know just say hey hey look i'm anonymous don't say this part yeah you know jathan of course will fuck it up but uh... jathan
0: i know you're going to listen to this don't fuck it up <laughs> so help me if you fuck this up i will come after you like That's the terminator <laughs> like the terminator <laughs> I kind of, I kind of miss having him around because he he reacts so bombastically sometimes, and you never know when it's coming, and it's yeah. just glorious when it happens. Okay. Oh
2: yeah, it, it's glorious. Yep. <laughs> All right. Absolutely glorious.
0: This has been *Sister Ministrivia*. This is Brent, and our guest was
1: Eric Young. Um, Peyton. See you around
2: use the duct tape to keep it from moving. WD-40! WD-40!